My name is Dan Giesling, and I am listening to Little Geek Lost. with another episode of Little Geek Lost and this time I'm going to try not to fangirl too hard because I have kind of, I guess it's a big deal to me. Um, <laughs> I've got Dan from Big Brother, but well, Dan Giesling from Big Brother, but you might actually know him from streaming on Twitch. Um, he was on Big Brother 10, uh, Big Brother 14, Super All-Star big brother <laughs> um and also streams on twitch a bunch of games on there um so i know a lot of people follow him on there so say hello <laughs> hey what's going on thanks for bringing me on mandy i appreciate it oh i'm happy to have you on for sure i mean it's kind of like a crossover of both worlds for me so <laughs> awesome awesome great. um i have to get the big brother stuff out of the way <laughs> yeah of course go for it because i'm a huge big brother fan since season one so um have to, I tried to think of like questions that you probably weren't asked like a million times because I'm sure you get asked a million. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how you everything. do. Um, but mine one, I'm pretty sure you've probably been asked this. But for me, like I always think of it being weird that you're being watched by people 24 seven, and just kind of wondering like if you sort of knew the cameras were always on you, or if you kind of like forget after a little while. Uh, for me, I was always. I'm very, I, I don't want to like toot my horn, horn, but I'm kind of, when it comes to social and surroundings, I'm very cerebral. So I'm always like, if I'm, if I'm out with friends or out at a family function, I'm always aware of what people are doing, looking at, you know, things like that, how people are reacting to things, even if they don't say anything. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was always um, aware of what was going on in terms of, not in terms of like the chaos, but in terms of the cameras, like I always knew, um, you know, essentially that there are people watching all the time and that's kind of a, a powerful and also scary thing, right? Because <laughs> yeah. anything you say can and will be held against you in the court <laughs> of law type of thing. But, you know, so I never, you know, it, it, I have to say it in the process of the show, it helped me uh, kind of keep my cool even more because I knew there was people watching, whether it was family, whether it was friends or, you know, like kids watching. I never yeah. wanted to do anything that... I couldn't walk out and be like, hey, look, like I always kept my cool. I didn't insult anyone, so on and so forth, that kind of thing. I guess kind of like stuff that you wouldn't want your parents or, you know, family to not see kind of thing, right? So you kind of, you know, are conscious of what you're seeing and, and doing all the time kind of thing. Ex exactly. So like I may have done some things that I normally wouldn't do around my family, like goof around and yeah. like talk about certain things, but I never was like crass or rude or anything like that because that's not who I am anyways but even more so you know just I was just very aware of it and some people uh, make for better TV because they aren't aware of the camera <laughs> yeah. you know? and I think for a lot of people they, they eventually forget about that um, because unless you're constantly thinking about it um, you know it's pretty easy to forget about yeah I guess so. like you just kind of get used to it after a little while the longer that you're in there <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Especially because most of the time, I don't, I don't know how they do it now, but I think like pretty much now you're in there for about a week before the cameras are live. Okay. So that kind of even dampens it even more. When I say live, I mean live towards like the internet. Yeah. 
you know, of course, they're using it to capture footage, but mm-hmm. so they kind of make a big deal out of it inside the house when you go live. Like, there's this big siren, and and so it's <laughs> kind of like, hey, you know, we're opening you guys up to the masses type thing. Yeah. I guess, like, I think it'd be hard to, like, try not to be gross <laughs> on camera. You know, because, yeah. like, everyone, I mean, I'd, I'd be worried that, like, while I was sleeping, that I'd be, like, drooling or something like that oh. that you can't control. I think that that's probably what I'd find more concerning about being on camera all the time yeah i mean like that those are some of the things that you kind of think about like hey when you're brushing your teeth or you know you're putting in your contacts i guess like that kind of stuff it is what it is you know you you have to let down some walls (laughs) but it's the same same time you know it's it's just such a different experience um it's just bizarre you know it's it's like something that it's like almost like being sent away to mars kind of you know it's uh you're locked away. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and that kind of leads into my other question that sort of transitions about how now people kind of like put themselves out there online so much with streaming and social media and people like periscope their lives, just their everyday lives of them, you know, sitting at their desk or their commute to work and how it's kind of transitioned where now almost anyone is being watched 24-7 online. Yeah, but there's a very big difference of that, and it's important to note, like, the people you see, like, posting vlogs on YouTube mm-hmm. or on Periscope or on Twitch, they're in control of the show, right? For the yeah. most part, unless they lose or cool, like, on Twitch, someone rages after they lose or whatever. It's, like, they're in control, you know, so they're not being edited down into something else. If something yeah. crazy <laughs> happens, they can... They can cut the footage and maybe delete it in time, maybe not. But it's very different, you know, because there's a lot of very sh- um, shrewd people that are doing vlogs and things like that, when I, which I find um, enamoring. You know, people have found a way to, you know, harness their lives in a way that presents it to be really engaging to watch. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. But, it, you know, I'm always I'm whenever I watch vlogs, you know, I'm like an I like watching I Justine vlogs, and and she's she kind of covers tech and gaming. It's just kind of goofy, but she is so good at what she does, and it almost looks effortless. But you know, behind the scenes, she puts so much effort into it, and I can really appreciate that. Yeah, I guess like there's a lot of maybe not necessarily rehearsing, but you kind of like go over what you're going to say and everything, and not just kind of go off the top of your head and like you said you can edit it and control it (laughs) in the end (laughs) yeah but you'd be surprised like there's a lot of uh, people on youtube that have been doing it for so long that when the when the camera turns on like it's not even they don't even have to script it anymore they just are on all the when the camera's on they just know what to do and how to do it and it's just like a performing art more or less i mean to some extent but it's just it's really impressive you know there's a lot of talented people out there who are now kind of in control of their own, you know, creative abilities, which is fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's awesome that, like, so many more people can do that, and YouTube is just so accessible for everyone to be able yeah. to, like, make their own stuff and put it out there. Very much so. And I, th- and I know it's, it's there's still so much more to go. Like, where it's such a, people be, are like, well, yeah, YouTube's been around for over a decade and, and this and that, but it's still so early on. I don't even think we've begun to see what, what people, you know, creative people now with these barriers reduced, what they're going to be able to create. And it's going to be an exciting time here, you know, as we, things move forward. Well, and so much more stuff is accessible that way as far as like Twitch and Periscope and even like, you know, all the free audio services where anyone can kind of make their own stuff and edit it. It's a lot more accessible to everyone. It's not, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars for the software and equipment. It's a lot more affordable for anyone to go out and kind of get you know a decent camera a decent microphone and make their own setup and make their own videos 
Yeah, I mean, and for some people, they don't even need to do that. They can just use an iPhone. You know, yeah. it's it's like it's you don't even some for some people don't even need to buy any equipment. Which is, I mean, outside of their phone, something they already have, and and people have been successful with even less than that. You know, so it's just really it's cool because you kind of see the cream rise to the top. You see people get creative, and you know, I get inspired on a daily basis just by seeing random videos on YouTube and see like how far people can push things you know, within their individual limitations, which is very little, which is cool. Yeah, I've fallen down the YouTube hole many yeah. times, <laughs> Yeah, getting lost in people's videos. And that's the cool thing, like, no matter what you're interested in, for the most part, like, there's someone covering it or adding value to, a, you know, a community, whether it's gaming or Big Brother or whatever, you know, it's bass fishing, like, there's yeah. people on YouTube <laughs> that are passionate, if you want to learn something, like, I've, I've know people that have learned the piano just from YouTube, like, you know, like, just crazy things like that, there's, there's this uh, musician I like, his name's Family Jewels 7X, he was completely self-taught, I believe, you know, with the help of YouTube videos, and he's a, oh, wow. so talented, it's just crazy, and, and I just think it's, it's cool to see that, you know, really... And, and you don't want to be cliche, but really anything is possible if someone has a little drive and, and is willing to put themselves out there. Well, and it's kind of funny how that's more mainstream now, too. Like, people sit there and watch YouTube or spend more time on social media or listen to podcasts rather than traditional television and radio. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine for, like, you know, major networks, it's th- those that aren't adapting are fi- finding themselves in a lot of trouble, even newspapers. and But, yeah. but I mean... <laughs> A lot of people see this coming. A lot of people don't want to, you know, acknowledge that that's happening, but, you know, it is. And it's going to be, it's fun to be a small part of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what made you decide to start streaming video games? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy the way things worked out, but I'll give you the long and short of it. So ever since I was really, really little, like two or three, I always grew up around computers and had a Nintendo, but more so around computers. So I've always been kind of you know, throughout my life, really played a lot of computer games. And it was kind of, you know, I made it had one or two friends that knew I played and would play with me. But a lot of people just didn't know because, you know, in the 90s, like, you know, in school and there weren't (laughs) a lot of, I mean, there were computers, but not a lot of people playing games and certainly isn't like it is now. And so I've always been into that stuff. And so, you know, the first time I played Big Brother, you know, you're kind of out there for millions of people. And I didn't really talk about video games at all just because I was kind of, I don't know, I just... I just wasn't comfortable with it for whatever reason. I really wasn't that confident. And then the second time, I talked about it a lot more. And so long story short, I got started in streaming because I was out in Washington after the second time I was on the show. And I was doing an interview um, at the old Real Player building. I don't know if you remember Real Player. Yep. It was Yeah, they had like the audio, first audio streaming and, you know, had all that stuff. Well, they had an interview planned out in Seattle and I had like a... 12 free hours or a free day or something after the interview and I sent out a tweet I'm like hey I'd love to get a tour of Wizards of the Coast and Wizards of the Coast um, they produce Magic the Gathering cards and I was always a fan of Magic the Gathering and then so all of a sudden I get this tweet from Marcus DJ Wheat Graham and if you don't know who he is he's kind of like the John Madden of esports he really started out early you know um, shout casting or casting uh, like Quake, uh, competitive Quake, and it's been involved in like oh, the StarCraft yeah. scene, and now he's like a creative director or something at Twitch. So he's always been kind of involved in like entertainment and gaming. He's like, hey, I can get you into to Wizards of the Coast. I'm like, cool. I don't know who you are, but I really appreciate it. So after <laughs> that, you know, I'm like, hey, thanks for you know setting that up. He's like, hey, man, no problem. I watch you on Big Brother. He goes, you should try streaming on Twitch. I'm like, 
okay, what is it? And then he kind of got me introduced and got me set up. And then from there, you know, I really enjoyed streaming, but it wasn't until, you know, because people who are on YouTube or on Twitch or, you know, start working on, you know, their own channels, it's kind of, a, it's, it's definitely a long process to kind of find your fit and that sort of thing. So yeah. through Twitch, I, you know, for people that are into gaming, they may be able to follow these names, but through Twitch, I found this guy named Cobalt Streak who played this specific game called The Binding of Isaac. And then from him, I, I ended up looking up Binding of Isaac videos on YouTube and I found Northern Lion. And Northern Lion is really the first U- gaming YouTuber that I found that was really engaging, that kind of like forced me to start watching YouTube. I'm like, wow, this guy's playing a game, but I'm really entertained not only by the game, but just it's like kind of almost like listening to a radio show. And I just found it really entertaining and starting to watch it when I was like working out on the treadmill. So that's kind of what inspired me to, to get started because I stream once uh, once a week on Twitch now. And then but I put up two gaming videos a day on my YouTube channel. And it's really okay. kind of evolved. But it's just it's funny to think back, you know, how, you know, each person you meet it just changes in a different way and inspires you to do different things but that's the long and short of it of how i got started more longer than short but at least you know (laughs) yeah i'm sort of well as my life is being a computer nerd my dad was a computer engineer so i sort of grew up with them and yeah i remember before windows when it was just dos so yep like all the (laughs) command prompts and you accidentally (laughs) typed in format c colon and then what happened after that yeah So I, I, you know, I grew up with like Doom and Wolfenstein 3D and yeah, of course, old school (laughs) computer gaming ones. (laughs) Yeah, and there weren't a lot of people that played it, or I mean, there probably were, but maybe not so many in the area that you grew up in, and it wasn't as easy just to to connect with someone, you know. Well, especially back then too, because there wasn't really like online. So I mean, you're playing sort of by yourself. Yeah, my dad sort of actually had Unreal tournaments online with his friend. And they used mm-hmm. to just sit there and play with each other, like over the inter- well, the you know the modem, yeah, the, the in- beginning internet connection, yeah. sort of before it was really internet. Yeah, definitely. So, with that being said, like, do you find that gaming is sort of kind of more mainstream now than it was in the past? I mean, you know, pretty much everyone plays some sort of game on their phones, you know, at the very bare minimum, <laughs> compared to like you know maybe even five ten years ago or like you said sort of like you know there wasn't really a lot of gaming talk from people in the mainstream yeah i think it's definitely like i think from an awareness standpoint you know everyone under everyone understands like if you could say world of warcraft your grandmother probably knows what it is (laughs) if not at least your mom or dad knows you know in some respect but in terms of the one thing that i still find that's fascinating and it's kind of going to be like the stereotype that will probably be stuck with my generation, probably not so much the next generation, is that how, you know, if you are considered, like, to play video games, then there's a negative connotation with that, where yeah. I you know, <laughs> where I feel like the next generation, it's not necessarily going to be that, you know, where it's like, it's just part of culture, and hey, it's cool that you play this, and it doesn't necessarily mean that X, Y, or Z negative stereotype comes with it, you know, which is typically... Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to get into the stereotype, but like an unmotivated person that that's all they do that play video games. That's not that's not how it is now. But but yet that's still the perception, you know, in main media for that. Yeah, that, you know, the the guy's still living in his mom's basement. And, you know. <laughs> See, I don't want to say that, but you, it, you know, like that's what people think. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But that's not I don't think that represents, you know, the majority of 
people who play video games, you know? Well, and it's always so surprising when you find out that, like, certain, like, famous people, like, you know, The Rock or Mr. T or, you know, ones like that, where, like, they're in the commercials for World of Warcraft and, and games like that, and you're like, oh, that person plays, you know, video games. And it's like, well, why can't they? Like, yeah, well, they, they might play it, but they also probably got paid a, a good amount probably. of money to be in that ad, too. <laughs> probably, but... No, I mean, but I think... But, but I agree. I think there's a lot of people that you wouldn't even think of, or now yeah. wouldn't even think of, that, you know, probably have a World of Warcraft account that you will never know, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm a big WoW nerd, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I used to play it until it got all, you know... <laughs> I get, once, it, once it got past Burning Crusade, then I was kind of out, but... Yeah, but anyways, it's... It's an, I mean, it's awesome. It's it's just, it's been uh, it's cool. It's just see, it's, it's cool to see how everyone has something in common and yeah. is able to enjoy it together. Yeah, well, I think that like you know, like you said with gaming. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, you know, they may not be a gamer or something, but they'll be sitting there playing Candy Crush on their phone or Angry Birds. And sorry, that's a game. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, with being like so much you know with streaming and doing youtube and twitch and everything do you ever find that you need to take breaks away from technology and sort of go off the grid and get away from it all (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean to me i'm the type of person where like i really don't have a ton of downtime you know it's just kind of how i'm wired and i guess that's that's a fault is that you know i'm always working or on something which is you know it's not good for the long term but (laughs) You know, for me, the the thing that really is is kind of a balancing thing for me outside of spending time with my family is, you know, I still coach football. So to me, it's it's you know, it's cool that I'm able to to do that, and and it just it just helps kind of bring perspective to everything else because by being involved and in doing that, it's sometimes as you know, like you can get caught up in your own world. Yeah. You know, doing whatever it is, whether you're working on your podcast or your YouTube channel, like it's really easy to get sucked in. So, I mean, it is really helpful. And it's funny when you take a step away, you know, whether it be like I have a friend, uh, Mathis, who has a YouTube channel and he and he takes like Thursdays are his days completely unplugged. And you find that when you do that, you're a lot happier, but also you'll come back with much better ideas and you're a lot more creative than if you were to just sit there and kind of grind it all out and yeah. not take a break. <laughs> I find that, like, I always have way too many projects on the go and I'm thinking of, like, more ideas for things. And I got to kind of, like, sit back and be like, okay, hey, I can't do 800 different things at once because I yeah. need to go to work and, you know, have a life. And my husband, like, yells at me for being on my phone all the time in the evening anyways on Twitter and Facebook and everything. And I just find it's funny, actually, someone um, mentioned online a little while ago how, like, no one really says BRB anymore because you're never really away from anything. Like, I, that's I've never heard that, but that's I mean it's very true. Like you know, there's no more you know AFK or BRB because you're always with your devices. Whether you know you go from your computer and then you get in your car and you've got your phone and you know you get back to work and you have the computer there and your phone there. It's like yeah. everyone's always connected all the time now. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I'm working on, and and you know I think a lot of people who are entrenched in technology or really enjoy it because I'm. You know, I'm sure you and I both share love for that. Like, mm-hmm. we wouldn't do it if we didn't like it. But yeah. I think it's really important, and I'm working on it, getting better. Is that when <laughs> I'm not plugged in, and like if I'm spending time with my wife, that I'm 100% fully engaged there. You know, so I put the phone away because you know it's not really fair to the other person if you're like supposed to be hanging out, but you're not really hanging out. You yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's all it's cool because it's like we're the people that are 
really the first ones kind of figuring out how this works and fits into a you know normal quote unquote normal lifestyle you know yeah. and if and maybe it maybe it doesn't maybe it's just this is the the future and how things work is like look everyone's in plugged in their phones and and that could be it too who knows you know but connected all the time <laughs> yeah you know it's it's just i guess how you adapt to everything that that's how it works out for you <laughs> Well, I wanted to ask a gaming question specifically. Mm-hmm. If you could play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? It's a great question. I think it just depends on when you catch me, you know, <laughs> yeah. in terms of uh, what's going on. But I'd say right now, uh, the game that I'm really enamored with, and you know, I post a video of it every single day at 9 a.m. Eastern, it's this game uh, called Star Citizen. And it's in early development. But essentially what it is, it's... Uh, I'm trying to to explain it to someone who's not into gaming or maybe not into it's like an online space sim, um, but a lot more than that. So I guess the best way to describe it, it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto Online in space, but not that not in that genre. So say you wanted to be like a trader and say you wanted to like ship cargo, you could do that. There's just it's kind of like a space sim, space simulator online. But I think it's going to be the equivalent of like the next World of Warcraft. I think that's the type of reach this game oh, okay. is going to have because there's a lot of sci-fi fans out there that yeah. haven't really had a chance to play in a world that is kind of living and breathing. You know, there's World of Warcraft, which is fantasy, but there's yeah. not like if you've ever watched Star Wars, who hasn't wanted to hop in like an X-wing, and then you know, not just hop in an X-wing, but then what happens after that? You know, what happens when you you know, earn money from a mission and how does that look and can you upgrade your spaceship? It's just, it's just going to be a really engaging world that I'm really, really excited about. I, you know, so I play a lot of that and I I think there's so much to, there's going to be so much to do when it's done. And there's a lot of criticism of it because it's the most um, successfully or highest funded uh, crowdfunded game in the history of anything. It's got, it's raised like, I think over 115 million dollars. So there's a lot of people with a lot of criticisms on it, but just because it's taken a while to develop, but at the same time, what they're developing, you know, it takes years and years to make. Yeah. So well, especially but, if it's like a big a big game like that, not just like a small contained one, it is going to take a lot longer to develop. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of impatient people, which I can understand, but at the same time, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So there's a a lot of people are like, well, hey, I'll play it when the game comes out. And to me, I just I enjoy it in its current state. So I play a lot of that right now. So I know that was probably like a seven minute answer to your <laughs> 30 second question. But no, that's a good answer. I mean, it's, it's the game that you like. So yeah. it's a valid answer. <laughs> well, the other one I have is if you could go head to head with anyone in a game, who would it be and what game? Wow, that's a great question. Um, that's what I've never been asked. If I go head to head with anyone in a game, uh, I don't know. I because I, it's funny for me, like because the people that like I'd want to go head to head head against with are like people that I watch on YouTube. But the people that I watch on YouTube, like, are have, through a bizarre you know turns of events or what have you, have become my friends. You know, so it's. I'd probably I just enjoy playing with them because it's it's like we talked about earlier like you, there's people that all have the same passion and you know we're all across the country but we can play together and do different things together because um you know we have the the medium of the internet to connect and find each other. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's what's like really awesome. I mean, and going back to World of Warcraft for me and being able to like 
talk to people in other places and online and always find, you know, always find people to talk to. Whereas sort of old school gaming, whether it was on the computer or, you know, on the console in your house, is sort of just contained to that or your friends that were nearby that could physically come over. But you can log into these online games and always like connect with people anywhere. And there's always someone to connect to and talk to and play one of these games with. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that that's kind of where the way, you know, where it's going more with the online. And like you said, you know, you're seeing people on YouTube and they're turning into your friends. So you, you know, you play games with them that way. It's kind of like making the world smaller. Yeah. (laughs) As far as gaming goes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember the old school LAN parties where people would bring their computers together to play and haul them off to one place and all connect. So. Yeah, I had one of those in high school. I had a bunch of my buddies come over, and they brought their CRT monitors, <laughs> and we played Counter-Strike from, like, 8 o'clock uh, on a Friday till like, 6 the next morning. You know, which, which, you know that's the stuff I remember, because <laughs> it was just so different back then. Yeah, exactly. Now you just be like, okay, just go online, and we'll all connect. Yeah, and... yeah, now we can play and click one button, and I'll play together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well... Thanks again. I want to say thanks for being on <laughs> um, and enjoy, you know, watching you stream and Twitch and everything. So if you want to give like a rundown of where people can find you to follow you online, all your channels and everything. Yeah, for sure. Where I'm the most active in terms of producing content is on my YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com slash Dan Geesling. And then uh, there you can find a lot of space games, in particular Star Citizen. And uh, on Twitch, I stream every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Dan Geesling. And I'd say out of all the social media platforms, I'm most active on Twitter and Snapchat. And those are both just my name. So, I've, you know, whenever there was a new social media platform, I always, uh, you know, I would try to be quick there so I could get get my name. Like you won't find like the Dan Geesling or real Dan Geesling. <laughs> it's just it's just always my name put together. Um, so you can pretty much find me anywhere for that. And I'll have all that in the show notes for people too, so they can click right on the links and follow along. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, so thanks again for being on. It was great to finally get you on my show. <laughs> oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Thanks for asking me. Thanks for listening to Little Geek Lost. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. You can find me on littlegeeklost.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Geek Life Radio. New episodes come out every Monday. And of course, you can find me on the Menreal Network at menreal.net.